That's right, standing ovation for Gersh Kurtzman of the Brooklyn Paper Radio. Everybody's on their feet. Along with my pal Vince DiMaselli. That's right, you've tuned in Mondays at 4.30 to Brooklyn Paper Radio, live from downtown Brooklyn's community newspaper building. No. No, what is it? The Brooklyn Paper Building. I'm a little bit off today. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because we got to get to the Nancy Reagan story. I know you want to get to it, but we got a jam-packed show. She was an American treasure. We got a jam-packed show, Vince. Again, it's Gersh Kunstman with Vince DiMaselli, Brooklyn Paper Radio from America's Downtown. We got to take your calls. It's Today is an open call. If you got a phone, and it can be a cell phone, it could be a landline, it could even be like one of those, what were those old phones, those, those Lexus Nexus phones or whatever. You can get any phone. I don't remember those. You call 718-260-4502. We're taking your calls. Because we got a great show. We're going to get right now. Adonis Williams, the Bodega Man. We'll talk to him. We're going to talk to a lot of reporters here at the Brooklyn Paper who have been doing some pretty admirable work. Pretty admirable. And I know they can hear me out there in the newsroom. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, Allegra Hobbs. I'm talking to you, Lauren Gill. I'm talking to you, Bill Roundy. You're coming on the show. Our listeners, out there, all of our listeners out there. Tim Joyce is listening. And of course, as we always are, we're sponsored by Atlas Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. The Brooklyn Spine Center, and of course, Dr. Joseph Lichter, DDS. Oh, and those, he is awesome. And leave leave on the last S for savings with Joseph Lichter. Anyway, Vinny, I start every show the same way. Yep. I got a little pain in my hip. No, that's not how I start it. <laughs> I start the show by saying, Vinny, what have you been doing with yourself? I tell you, I had a very busy weekend, Gersh. Really? Busy? Yeah, what? I was busy playing with myself. Oh, really? You were playing with yourself? That's yeah, not solitaire. uncommon. Solitaire, Gersh. Solitaire. Oh, solitaire. solitaire. You're solitaire. doing solitaire. You're getting solitaire. I got this new solitaire app on my iPhone. I'm, playing, I'm actually playing it right now. So if I'm not paying attention to what's going on on the show, it's because I'm... This is like a first on radio. We've got a guy who's playing solitaire. Look, it's making noises. I can shut the sound off. It, it, so it, what do you you it's you, got some you, ants. you don't I look at I'm watching you play solitaire you don't play solitaire any better than anybody else no You're I do pretty average at it no I do because I know the rules what rules you you throw out three cards and no. you. No. no. First of all, it's one card at a time. One card at a time. Right. You get your down cards and you get your face cards. No, that's right? that's Klondiking. You got seven face cards across the board, right? Yeah, we know that. Yeah. You got seven face cards across, the board, and then under each face card is a down card, and it, it uh, adds yeah, up. Yeah, you add it's up. It's a so progression. Got, so seven cards is one. So the second card, there's one card underneath it. The third card, there's two. The third. Yeah, we get that, but what, goes on well, and on and on. But you're no better at solitaire than anybody else. No, I am because I know the strategies that a lot of people don't understand about solitaire. Okay, like, I don't think there is a strategy to solitaire. No, no, there's tremendous strategy. Right, so give me one strategy. Okay, what do you do with your deuces? You always play the deuces. That's right. That's a strategy. That's not a strategy. That's common sense. Well, what do you do with your king? Do you always you got an open spot? You got a king. Do you, yeah. do you move that king down to that open spot? Generally speaking, I do put the king down. Well, I do. Gen- generally speaking, you do, but not all the time. There are times when you don't put that king down. Okay, that's fine. But you, they, they, this is just common sense. It's like I'm listening to a campaign. I want common sense no, tax not, reform. Everybody common wants sense. common sense tax reform. Five, six, seven, eight. What do you do with the five, six, seven, eight? If I got a, a six, seven, eight, nine, I play the card. No, you have to. For the nine, yes. But oh, the five, oh. six, seven, eight, you take your time. You got to think about it. You got to make sure that you're not going to upset yourself later by putting that five down when you shouldn't. Have. This is like listening to a Republican debate. It's like, well, of course our borders should be secure, but what does that mean? We're going to we're going to we're going to deport 11 million people? Is that what you're talking look, about? I'm, I'm going to tell you. The only reason I'm moving this eight over, but don't move that eight. No, no, I did because I got this king here. I can pull that king, okay, and that that's common sense. It's like watching him play solitaire. I mean, it, it, you're no. no better than anybody else. I got the four of diamonds here. I'm going to move that onto the five. Okay, of that clubs. was a good move. No, a good move. This is a first move. on radio. We're actually, I think you got a chance here. Can you move that ace up? 
no, the ace yep. is already there. All right, but where's the, the two? Up, the two? Oh, it's an ace of hearts. Move. A first on radio, folks. You're now I got a two of clubs. You are listening live as Vince DiMaselli takes down an iPhone solitaire program. I have but see, he's... Thank you. Thank, thank you. you there. Very Jimmy. good, Jimmy. All yeah. right, listen, we got to get out. Are yes. you going to win that? You I keep playing. You keep playing. Now, here's a tough one. I don't know what to do with this seven. Should, well, do I bring it down to the eight? It, with, generally speaking, you got a black seven. You're going to bring it down to the red eight. Well, i got a five of clubs over here, so that could come in handy oh, later. Because he's looking forward. All right, listen, we got to get out. Keep, you we got to get out. think ahead. You keep playing, and you'll bring us in at the end. He's got you two aces up. always think ahead. i got to call Adonis Williams. Now, Vince earlier was like, you're going to call Adonis Williams. Adonis Williams. The guy's like an Adonis. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. It's a Adonis radio phone call. This guy's working on a movie. Uh-huh. It's about how much he loves bodegas. bodegas and he's a Brooklyn-born Dominican Republic native. For those not from Brooklyn that are listening to the show, a bodega is what now? It's basically a little market. Kind of grubby, usually. A little grubby. We're going to get Adonis on the phone. He's going to tell us a little bit about his movie. He's going to tell us a little bit about his background. He's going to mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit. So, Jimmy, I'm going to make a call out. Guys, don't steal his number, okay? No. Now, you got to do it right. We just had a conversation. We had a whole test of this. There's a whole conversation before the show, and you right. immediately anyway, screwed it up. So, you got to get seven people here to work on I phone. really didn't. Okay. Right, you ready? You're going to lift up. Thank you. And I'm going to dial. I'm calling out to Adonis. Yeah, do that, please. Oh, man, what I would do for a, a phone guy. Well, how's your solitaire game going? It's, I'm doing pretty well. Get another ace up there? Okay. There Let's is. get Adonis on the phone. Yeah, just leave that there. Emily, right here. Just put it down. You can put it down. Does he know we're calling? He does. I always get nervous at this point. No, I don't get show. nervous. No, I'm very nervous. What is this? I want to get I back did, to my solitary tell him game. I'd call. No, you see what they do? They they confuse you oh. with these. Oh, animals. hey, there's Adonis Williams. How are you, sir? This is Gersh Kuntzman from Brooklyn Paper Radio with Vince DiMaselli from downtown Brooklyn. How are you, sir? Hey, Gersh. How are you doing? Well, oh, it's great to hear the sound of your voice, Adonis. Vince has never met you. I've only met you by email. Thank you for joining us on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Adonis, listen, there's a lot of people out there in Brooklyn. Every day they go to a bodega and they never think twice. Tell us a little bit about your project. Tell us why it's important to Brooklyn. All right. um, Well, it's a short film. It's called Civic Mind. Uh, It's about uh, a male looking back to when he was a teenager and volunteered as an NYPD police auxiliary. Uh, to go undercover and attempt to purchase alcohol from these bodegas and other items not, you know, permitted to be sold to minors. So um, it's a no- so it's a nonfiction film. It's nonfiction, yeah. Well, um, it's actually from personal experience. Okay. You know, I was in the auxiliary police program when I was younger, um, and I did a lot of these operations. Oh, um, so you were underage and you'd go into bodegas and and try to buy beer. Yeah. Or beer, possibly or wine coolers, cigarettes. if it was for me and my friends when I was seventeen. What was that? We used to do wine coolers. Wine coolers, yeah, yeah. Everyone has their own thing. Yeah. Um, so um, wait, hold on a second. How old were you when you did this? I was. It, they only allow seventeen to twenty year olds in this, so I was doing it from the age of nineteen up until I was twenty. And what did um, they? What did they have you buying? Uh, just beer. They'll have me just go in there and get you know a bottle of beer, maybe ask for cigarettes. Um, and you know they were real laid back about it. The person says no, you just walk out. You just try to. You know, pull out a fake ID. There was no tricks involved. It's just kind of making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. So it wasn't a case of entrapment. If they sold you the beer, then you'd you'd tell the cops and they'd go in. Yeah, I would just go back outside, walk to the patrol car, which is like parked around the corner, and they would just come in and issue them a summons. Mm. You know, so it was pretty seemed pretty clean. Um, in the film, what happens though to the kids is that he starts questioning mm-hmm. if what he's doing is right or wrong. Exactly, um, and he starts. He believes that he 
probably played a part in another threat, which is, you know, gentrification from Brooklyn. So Florida ah. gets shut down after these summonses. You know, they can't pay $2,000 fines when the rents are being jacked up. Well, but wait a minute. If you if you do the crime, you got to do the time. Isn't Adonis. the law the law? Oh, no, of course. But the pro, the problem became is where they started targeting these yeah. things at. You know, that, that became a bigger thing. Yeah, why why were they in those, in particular neighborhoods, giving these summonses and not in other neighborhoods? Exactly. That's where the, the problem became. And it's not, um, there's, you know, I'm not advocating um, a change in the system of how they ran the operations. You know, I was for it. Um, but as a, I, I am a man of color, um, and maybe that's why they brought me into those neighborhoods. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But even before, you know, Black Lives Matter, we know there's always been some kind of tension between a community um, of color and the cops. So I just feel like they didn't have that person of color who was present to like guide us through the operations. And I rode with a lot of white cops who were great. They were very supportive and they were awesome people. Uh, but it's a big difference when you're 18, 19 years old, a person right. of color, and you don't have someone that looks like you and says, hey, what we're doing here is okay, regardless of what your friends think from the block, calling you a snitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this to, to just you know police the, the neighborhood and make sure we're helping our people. Yeah, but so, Adonis... Yeah, Adonis, right. you and I know, you and I know, stitches get snitches. Snitches get stitches. See, I don't even no, know. I think that's that's old school, man. Like people are kind of growing out of that. Yeah. Um, that was like super, you know, back in the days. I think people are really coming to a more uh, awareness and they're realizing that that's only done more harm uh-huh. um, than any good. Mm-hmm. But what about? But you said you were worried that what you did. And what others like you did maybe hasten gentrification because suddenly these bodegas go out and suddenly it's a gourmet organic market. Exactly, exactly. And it's and it's in a neighborhood that you felt like was yours. So now, um, you know, I'm not saying a organic gourmet market. You know, I love vegan food. I, I'll definitely go for that. But it sucks that I can't go out at 11 p.m. to my bodega that used to be there. If I just need something like toilet paper, you know, I have to go away to 7-Eleven that was just built, you know, last year and paid double the price. Oh, you know, bodegas really symbolize a, a, a neighborhood. It's, it's that mom and pop shop we always talk about. That's what bodegas are. They are run by families. Now, just just so you know, before you came on the air, uh, Vinny was talking about his new obsession with solitaire. So if you hear some computer noises or clicking, it's him playing solitaire. I just can't, FYI, I can't okay. stop. I'm, I'm addicted. It's, he's addicted. But anyway, Adonis, this is actually uh, what you're saying is the very core of what we talk about on Brooklyn Paper Radio. The 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 clash between existing Brooklyn neighborhoods, gentrification, bodegas are are, are really a symbol of that. But but my question for you is, okay, so say you weren't helping the cops with this operation a they probably would have gotten someone else to help and b market forces are always going to favor gentrification because suddenly they build a fancy luxury tower next to that bodega that bodega is his rent's going to go up at some point anyway right yeah so how do we how do we combat this because bodega lives matter too huh yeah that's uh we should start that hashtag there you go how do we combat it though <laughs> and yeah that's well that's what we want to do we want to raise conversations about how how can we combat this um and to be honest i don't know the right answer i know that um there are many organizations out there like uh take it back before it's gone brooklyn um they do a lot of outreaching they have a big project that they're working on um and you know building a condo right next to a bodega then they're right there is kind of like you're not looking in the interest of that neighborhood well but 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 adonis you know we write about a lot you build a a a hundred unit building with 30 percent affordable units that does help the neighborhood. Yeah, but not a condominium. Yeah. You know, I mean, condos don't sound like they have affordable 
um, you know, spaces to live in. That's that's two different things. If you're just building a residential building, yeah. then that's a different conversation. You know. Let's um, let's take a break for one second. I got to check in on sure. Vinny's solitaire game. Vince, how you doing? Well, I'm not sure if I should move the seven down. Should he move the the red seven to the black eight there, Adonis? Uh, sure. Yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Adonis' side. I'm not going to do it. All right, well, he's not going to do it, which is crazy. But yeah. y- just so you know, Adonis, it's the first time ever on radio, a solitaire game. Never happened before. It's like it's well, like chess on radio. Yeah, that, and I'm happy to be part of it. It's my first time on radio, so we have two. Well, look, you got a, you got a very worthy project. So so where? what's the status of the movie? Where are you? Still yeah, filming? Where does it stand? Uh, no, we are filming next month right now. We have an Indiegogo campaign. Um, if you go to um, if you go to facebook.com slash civicmindfilm, uh, you'll see a link there. Uh, we have a lot of updates going on. We're in the middle of um, casting. And yeah. We have, you know, so we have all that in the works. So Civic, so f- Facebook, Civic Minds Film. Hmm. Now, right. it sounds to me, Adonis, like you need like a 51-year-old white guy with a little gray hair to play like... Uh, a cop. Do you need me to play a cop? Because I always want to play a cop. You can't play a cop. I could totally play a no, cop. No, you're not. No, you could play like Woody Allen. Well, I could play a Woody Allen cop. That's yes. interesting. I mean, we do have uh, a role for that available. If you want to talk about it? But um, uh, you seem very upbeat. This guy's like super laid back. And oh, you know, I can no, do that's that. the I part can, no, for hold me. On, hold Listen, on. my whole family's a cop. My whole family's a cop. Well, have, let's do a little casting. Let's do a little. Ca- tell me the line I got to recite. You, you give me like a line. Right. No, you, then, right. then I'll do it. Gersh will go He's first. Right. I'll go second. This will be like the this audition. Is this is it. All right. He's a tough guy. So he says, all right, kid, go in there and do what you got to do. We know you'll do a good job. All right. So is this, a, is this a cop saying this? Is the cop saying that he's being a little intimidating? Okay, he's trying to intimidate you a little bit. Okay, so you give me some motivation. He's the cop. He's trying to – because you're a little reluctant and he knows that, but he's trying to get yep. you in there, right? Yeah, All right, here we go. One, <clears throat> this is the one bad cop. That's one bad cop. Oh, okay. there's a bad cop. Oh, see, right. see, Vinny can't play a bad cop because he comes from a line of good cops. No, I can play a bad no, cop. All right, here we go. Everyone else around him is good. Okay, but here you go. This is the bad cop. You ready? Yep. Hey, kid, you got to get into the bodega and just do what you got to do. No. How was that? That was pretty good. That's man. not bad. Okay, no, Vinny, no, you no. do it. You do it. No, wait. So, wait. I'm trying to... Why am I trying to intimidate? Because he's he has, he has bad... Bad blood. He's just a bad cop. There's he's one, just a bad cop, and he's just—he intimidates everybody. There you go. He's is what you're saying. Like that's okay, you do it. You do it. That's the way that he that he goes about. You do it, Vinny. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, so I'm just gonna tell him to do what okay. he's got to do. You ready? Yeah. Listen, kid, just go in there and do what you got to do. All right, just do what you got to do. No, but see, that's the cop if he's like hyped up on 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 Benzedrine or something. You didn't tell How me. About you this? said Wait. he was laid back. Let me try it this way. Do it. Just go in there and do what you got to do. Yeah, that's pretty good. How was yeah, that yeah, one? That was kind of intimidating. I was kind of like, all right. That's yeah, like how many times but are you going to say it? How, how many times are you going to say it? Just go in there and do what you got to do. But how about we do it like this? How about we do it like oh, this? Sorry. Adonis, how about we do it like this? <laughs> it's like, look, kid, come on. We've been through this. You got to do what you got to do. No, no, that's desperate. That's <laughs> desperate. This cop is not desperate. Right. Listen, right. he comes from a bad family, right? His dad was a cop. His dad beat him. Oh, his, right? dad yeah. told, his dad beat him, right, Adonis? When he was growing up. And he thought, and now he's just doing this job. And all he's trying to do is intimidate people. And he's going to, like, just go in there and do it. All right, I tell you what, I tell you what. Let's have Vinny play the cop, and I'm going to play you, Adonis, kind of being reluctant, okay? And we're just going right. to ad-lib it. We're going to riff it. Go ahead, cop. Okay, ready? Yeah. Adonis, just go in there and do what you got to do. Yeah, I know, officer, but it's it, it's not so easy because, you know, I know these kids. I know these. I know this family. I don't care about the family. Just go in there and do what you got to do. This is the law. I know, I know, but, you know, and then if, if he gets a summons, and then he's going to go out of business, and then there'll be a, a, a big organic market here. I like organic markets. 
and and scene <laughs> and scene. How we do, Adonis? That was great. I'm going to have to add a new scene now in my film just because of that. There oh, you go. Let's make it a feature length. Why does it have to be a short? Because you can't get the money? We got the money. We got, all we got is money. Yeah. Hey, filmmakers, that's what we always like. It's just money. We have all these ideas. Money's always the challenge. Okay, so that's tell me. Give, give that website address again. Uh, they can go to facebook.com slash civicmindfilm. That's C-I-V-I-C-M-I-N-D-F-I-L-M. Civicmindfilm. Um, they can go there. And I also want to mention, if you guys don't mind, real quick, um, do it. We are yeah, sure. With a nonprofit organization, with oh, the film. that's your so first mistake. You you partner with a nonprofit, you make no profit. Yeah, they don't make any money. Yeah. All right, tell us the profit. Tell us the nonprofit. It's a Brooklyn Young Filmmaker Center. Oh. And, um, so oh, that's nice. Tax deductible. You know, they have a a project called the People's Hollywood that they're working on in Bushwick at the Moore Street Market. Um, and you know, it's great. It's introducing. Uh, working class adults and teens to, to you know film jobs careers film production and all related art. All right, give, I tell you what, give us that give us that name again. The web address. Uh, you can find it at thepeopleshollywood.nyc. Now, what's the name of the group? Brooklyn Young Filmmakers Center. Brooklyn okay, Brooklyn Young, Young Filmmakers Center. Now, Vinny doesn't know this is coming, and Johnny and Jimmy don't no, know. No, we don't. Where, where are you going I am this? right now, Adonis. I will match any grant you get on that website. Brooklyn Young Filmmakers Collective, whatever. I'll match it dollar for dollar in the next three hours. So if anybody can hear the sound of my voice and you go online, Brooklyn Young, give that name again. Uh, they, they will have to go to peopleshollywood.nyc. Okay. Anybody goes to peopleshollywood.nyc and makes a tax-deductible contribution, I will match it dollar for dollar, but only in the next three hours. So you got till about 8 o'clock, all right? All right. Spread the word, because I think that's a good charity. I hope th- I hope so, because I hope you're going to do good film. So the name of the movie is Civic Minds. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful statement about gentrification and really about police power and about not abuse, but about pressure and right. about exactly. about intimidation, but but the soft power, the mm-hmm. soft prejudice is what George W. Bush used to say. Did he say that? He did. Okay. So we got to get out. Adonis. Last plug for the movie. Tell us wh- where you know what people can do, what they need to know. Again, give us where we should go. Okay, if they go to facebook.com slash civicmindfilm, we're constantly updating with new news on casting, on our process of fundraising. They can go there. Um, if they want to be involved, they can contact me, adoniswilliams.com. That's all of my information on the website. If you want to get involved with the project, along with peopleshollywood.nyc, uh, we're doing a lot of community outreach for this film um it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a great experience for anyone who wants to jump on it we're shooting hmm. all in brooklyn um in bushwick and like in brownsville all these areas are kind of untouched so yeah by the way i'm just just there. fyi adonis i'm capping my donations at 300 i can't go crazy here but i'll match up to 300 and listen adonis mm-hmm. i gotta ask uh i I, uh, I forgot what i was gonna ask i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna ask it's a powerful statement about gentrification but in the end what happens in the movie you gotta spoil it for us what happens in the end uh, I'll give. I mean, there's no resolution at that. It's really a, a looking back film. It's, it's him wondering if he played a part in gentrification, and you know, it's all, that's all the film does. Is it raises these questions. So I don't want to give away what happens right. in the end because it's a short film. It's a feature length, and you know, I could tell you some of the end, and you still have to watch all of it. Short film. The end is kind of like yeah, half my film. You're right. You know? you're so right. I can't really give that away. But. All right, last question. You're a good-looking guy. Am I right, Adonis? I would say so, yeah. The guy's an Adonis, Vince. The what guy is an Adonis. I've always said that. How, how else could it be? All right, we got to get out. Last time, what's the name of that company you're going to donate and I'm going to match? People's Hollywood 
nyc. All right, up, up to three hundred bucks. I'm, d- but only till eight o'clock tonight. So get get people on board, Adonis. Oh, All right. Interested. All right, we got to get out. Do me a favor, Adonis. Go out there and do what you got to do. But yeah. I don't want to. Eh, I don't want to. You ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry. Do it again. Go out there and just wait. Get in there and do what you got to do. Okay. Just do it. I don't think he knows what you're doing. But anyway, good good line reading, Vince. Adonis, thanks for being on the show. Again, thank you there, there Johnny. Is Adonis. All right, we're going to hang up on Adonis. Great show. Now, you got to go Civic Minds Film on Facebook. And I wish I had Adonis still online because I wanted to ask him. Oh, you forgot the question. Now you remembered. No, I wanted to ask him, hey, Adonis, has low back pain kept you on the sidelines of life and unable to do the things that hey, make wait, you hey, active and happy? I love that. Ready? Oh, Vinny just won his solitaire game. Well, non-surgical spinal decompression at Brooklyn Spine Center can get you back in the game. Gotta get in that game. Spinal decompression has been proven effective in relieving the pain associated with bulging and herniated discs, degenerative disc disease, which is what I have, Vinny, sciatica. The sciatica, too. And even, I do have that, and even failed back surgery. So here's the thing. Dr. Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center has something called the DRX 9000. Mm -hmm. What is that? It's a spinal decompression device. What does it do? It, it provides a force that is like a pumping action. By the way, Sylvan Migdal is interested in this. Sylvan Migdal, our, our web genius outside, has already spoken to me about it. He's thinking of going to Dr. Keller because he's got some bad back pain. Well, he's got to get back in the game. He's out of the game. If he has that DRX 9000, it's a, it's a pumping action. Allows. I'm, I'm allow- not sure <laughs> if he's a candidate for that. He has to find out. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. you want to find out more about the DRX 9000, you contact the Brooklyn Spine Center at 718 718- Two three four six two zero seven. You schedule a consultation with Dr. Keller, mm-hmm. and she'll figure it out. Now that number again: seven one eight two three four six two zero seven. Of course, you can visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com, and they're located at fifty nine eleven Sixteenth Avenue in Brooklyn. Get back in the game. There you go. Listen, are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? You know I am. Well, look no further, Gersh, than Dr. Joseph Lichter, the dentist and skilled hygienist at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office. Use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best possible experience. Or best experience possible. Either way. Okay. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition... They offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Procedures that can make a broken smile look like new. The office also offers Invisalign, an alternative to metal braces that uses virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over a period of time. Gersh, isn't it time you visit a high-quality, state-of-the-art dentist who keeps dentistry affordable so everyone can benefit? I mean, that's a rhetorical question. It's kind of rhetorical, but, you know, if you want to answer, go ahead. Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that can improve your quality of life. Dr. Lichter, as you know, is located at 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. And you can visit his website at josephlichterdds.com. And, of course, while you're there, you can fill out an online smile analysis and get a personalized response from the office. That's Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, Lichter, L-I-C-H-T-E-R-D-D-S.com. Wow. Smile analysis. Okay. Anyway, listen, I don't get – I don't get – it's one more. We've got to pay one more bill. But I do not get – to talk about my favorite steakhouse on this show because Vince always reads this voiceover, but I'm going to do it. Atlas Steakhouse. 
They offer you a unique dining experience. What kind? First, you choose a steak. And every cut is aged to tender perfection on site. Then you pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection. Or you can have one of the signature cocktails. I prefer a Manhattan. I'll have a Brooklyn. Nice. Nicely done. That's what I'll do. You can have a succulent appetizer like, uh, you know, a shrimp cocktail. And then when your main course arrives, you'll understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they always offer you a cut, dot, 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 above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue in Kensington, or visit them on the web, although it's not as delicious, at atlassteak.com. I want to, we got to get back there. We got to do a, we, uh, we got to do like a remote from Atlas. We got to talk to the guys at Atlas. Well, here's what first I'm going to do. I'm going to say, call us at 718-260-4502, and we're going to talk about all the topics on the table. We got to get up to that Nancy Reagan thing. We'll get to Nancy Reagan. We're going to talk about Adonis Williams's bodega film. We're going to talk about our advertisers. And more importantly, we're going to talk about some big stories in the papers this week. Jimmy, can we get that sound effect? I read the morning paper. That's right, Vincent. I hear the sound of the morning paper. That's Jimmy and the Revolvers, by the way. When they're, I, they're out of like Liverpool or something. When I hear that song, it says to me, it's time to talk about some of the big stories facing Brooklyn today. And one of them was written by our own Lauren Gill. And I'm going to get Gilly in here. Get Gilly in here. I'll just get her right in here. Where's Jimmy? By the way, I won that. It took me 125 moves. That's a lot of moves. It seems like it. Hello? Lauren Gill, come on down. You're the next contestant on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Oh, so as Lauren comes in, we're going to tell you what her story is about. Believe it or not, progress has come to downtown Brooklyn. America's downtown. Oh, it's just wonderful down here. Vinny and I get coffee before the show at a place called The Ava. Mm-hmm. It's at the corner of Will... Come on in here, Gilly. We're going to sit in our satellite studio over there. So, Gilly, we're telling the people about your 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 story Progress has come to downtown Brooklyn at the corner of Willoughby and Bridge Street, right here in downtown. There's a new building. It's called the Ava Brooklyn. It's a tower. Ava Dobro. Dobro. Okay. Anyway, Ava Dobro. Don't look at us. Look at the microphone. Built, they built a tower that happened to be atop a subway station. Now, a lot of times a guy builds a building, or a woman, and that person doesn't dig a new entrance into the subway, even though that person has put... 50 to 100 to 200 units above said subway. Gilly, what happened this time? Um, the developer created a new subway entrance with an elevator down to the R train. Wow, who Ooh. paid for that? Um, Avalon Bay Communities, who is the developer. So the developer paid for that? Mm-hmm. So that's an amenity to his tenants and the public. Yeah, there's a lot of amenities in the building, so it's kind of not surprising. Well, hold on. Forget wait, about wait, wait, I don't wait, care wait. about the tenants. <laughs> Tell us about the amenities to the public now. A new entrance to the yeah. subway. And, yeah, I mean, it's really nice. Very spacious, 10-foot wide staircase. That's a wide staircase. I mean, yeah. you measure that. Jimmy, can we measure that staircase? Get on that. So that's a wide staircase. We're going to talk about, like, 70,000 people use that station. Now, not all of them will use that exit, but 70,000 people a day use that station. I think it's less than that. Well, let me be clear. This is a brand Wait, new... Did I ask you to contradict me, Lauren there, there is, There is no... This is a brand new entrance, right? This yeah. entrance did not exist before the building came in, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like a win-win. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason we should think there's a problem with that entrance? Is anybody I'm, in the community complaining? In your, in your expert <laughs> analysis. I think everyone that I spoke to seemed pretty happy about it. A lot of people said... They don't really use the R train, so they're really not going to use it, but um, they thought it was nice. Okay, so haters going to hate. 
But people who use that station, like I do, I just used that exit. Mm, did you? Oh, did you? Well, no, it's not open yet. I used the one next to it, but it would have come in handy because I go to the Ava Brew. Yeah, we meet there for Which a is in the building. Okay, so we got to get out. Gilly, in your expert opinion, you talk to a lot of people. Expert analysis. The community board didn't oppose it. The the what what's the bid down here? The downtown Brooklyn partnership. Downtown Brooklyn partnership yeah. loves it. They love it. Yeah. So in your expert opinion, everybody seems to like it. Yeah. Okay. It's great. And just describe again what it looks like. It's very modern. It's super modern, very clean for now. Uh, great new elevator. It looks like an elevator. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, ten so foot we, wide. Very spacious. All right, very spacious. We're gonna get Jimmy measuring this. So we no, got it. We got, that uh, elevator take you down, right? It'll take and you then, down to the mezzanine level. And then how how close is the next elevator to get you down to the uh, platform? Oh, I'm not too sure about that. Well, that's a have pretty good a, question, Vince. That's a good. That's a good question. I'm just wondering. You get in, like, how far do you got to travel? You know, I worry f- about. Yeah, that. Lauren. That's a I good mean, question. Have you ever tried to live life as someone in a wheelchair? Because Vince is no, Vince is their strongest advocate right I, now. I'm a big advocate mm. for people right. in wheelchairs and scooters and, and rascals. All right, we got <laughs> we got to get out. So we have a woman who we're going to call on the phone right now, who found a way to call this not a win-win. But a lose lose. It's a lose lose. And it's Daniel Farfar of the New York Post. I'm going to reach out to her right now. Okay, Jimmy, can I call her? You keep talking, Vince. Tell us about your solitaire game or something. Oh, man, I won big. My best record in solitaire, I did it in like in less than in less than 110 years. Right, here moves. we go. Now, Gilly, you're going to talk to Danielle. Do you know her? Um, No, I don't think we've met. Right, former Brooklyn Paper reporter. Hello? Hey, is that, oh, is that Danielle? I'll let you go, girl. It is. Well, Danielle Fafar, it's Gersh Kunzman along with Vince DiMaselli of Brooklyn Paper Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, f- first of all, it's great to hear the sound of your voice, and we've we've had our ups and downs. <laughs> big fan. Big fan, Danielle. What have you had ups and downs with Danielle? <laughs> we've tangled. Good. Big fan of you guys. Oh, awesome. Oh, well, so, awesome. Danielle, a little bit of, we got to... Wait, let's be clear. Danielle is a former Brooklyn Paper reporter who has since moved on to the New York Post, and she's and doing con- a great job Congratulations. You are doing great work at the New York Post. Thank you. That said, full disclosure, we've got Lauren Gill here. Hey. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren wrote a story this week on the same topic that you wrote a story on, which was the new subway entrance at Willoughby and Bridge Street in downtown Brooklyn. America's downtown. Mm-hmm. Did you read Lauren's story? I did, yeah. Okay. So it's interesting because the Brooklyn paper story and the New York Post story were 180 degrees different. Your story suggested that the neighborhood is very concerned about this new subway entrance. Yep. So why, why is that? Why is it? What are they upset about? Uh, it, 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 it's a difference in, 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 our, in our papers. I think it's the difference in, in sort of what we're going for in, in tone. Well, no, no. Come on now. Facts are facts. So what was no, the... <laughs> no, no. Let her answer that. There's lots of ways to interpret them. That's well, well said. Well said. Vince? <laughs> I want to know why why were uh, people upset about this in your analysis of the subway? Why were the people upset that the subway came in? Because we got to be clear on that. Our story was about everyone was excited the subway's there. We called it a win win. Your story was about well, people don't seem very happy about this. Can maybe you just go into detail for our, our listeners who haven't actually read the story on page three of the New York Post today? And just for for clarification, your story called it a lose lose. Well, I, I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, it's always an unknown about what can happen. And, there was, you know, there's the one person in there who said, you know, what happens if you get trapped in an, in an elevator w- with someone uh, who you don't know and they might be unsavory? You know, we've hmm. had uh, – I, I know that I personally don't like getting stuck in an elevator anywhere with, with someone who I, you know, who I don't know and, and 
and uh, you know don't don't know what their intentions are. So I, I could see how it'd be a concern for people, and I guess it's, it's up to each person to uh, determine whether it's you know they want to take the risk or they you know if they don't want to do it, they can just go outside and go in another entrance into the building. I, I got to bring Lauren Gill into the conversation first of all because she's a great reporter like you are, Danielle. But there's a chance we're going to get a little cat fight going. So cat fight, come on, Lauren. What do you think of that? What do you think about what you're hearing? Um, I think. I think the article, a lot of people were actually worried that about going up into the building with strangers. Is that correct? Can Can you hear uh, Lauren? It, no, not really. To repeat the question, she, yes. Lauren was saying that maybe people were concerned that unsavory people might follow them into the building. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, do you think? Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, you live anywhere in New York City, you know, that doesn't have a doorman and you risk the... You know, you run the risk of somebody just uh, popping in behind you. I don't know if you can hear this. I, I think if you, but if you have a, a su- you know, a subway entrance going directly into your building, that's, uh, you know, you're going to increase the odds. Quite All right, a bit. point point of fact, Danielle, the subway entrance does not go directly into the building. Well, but it but it leads into you know you don't it 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 goes there like you don't have to step outside. Now, what do you think about that, Lauren? Yeah, there he goes. Lauren does this thing where she's like, "Oh, you're not gonna make me criticize Danielle's story." That's what we're here for. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of far-reaching. There's another exit, like right across the street, that they could easily go right into the building from there too. Yeah, what do you think of that, Danielle? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, I think New York is a, it's a, it's a dangerous place if, if you make it out to be, and and but we're still way safer here than we are in in most of the world, and I think that people take what risks they want to take, and I, yeah, I think it's fine. I think people should go across the street if they want to go across the street. I think that if someone wants to break into your building, they can probably find many ways to do it. There you go. We got um, common ground. We got common ground. Just like Jesse Jackson said, common ground! Did so you say yeah. that? Are you willing to say now that the new entrance to the subway is a win-lose instead of a lose-lose? Oh, I think it's definitely a, a win-lose, and I, I think... I think it's interesting from a from a policy perspective too, if you want to get into that, because you know you have you have the MTA, which is which is public. You know those are public dollars. Yeah. And but now you have this this private enter- entity that's that's building this uh, subway entrance for them. Right. And, and unlike the MTA, that subway station will not be open twenty four seven. They will close it at night. Am I right, Lauren Gill? I hadn't heard that. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Well, either. you better check your facts on that because I have a feeling that is not going to be a two four seven. Subway engines. Am I right, Danielle? Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I, I think uh, it's funny. This is kind of the most basic question. I don't. What I'm kind of editors sure. do you have here? I'm pretty Masselli? sure it's going to be open twenty four seven. Oh, really? Interesting. And okay. the, just for point of point of record, the the entrance does not go directly into the building. It is literally part of the building. But from as far as I can tell, from what I could see, and by the way, Gersh, we got the story because Demaselli walked out to get a cup of coffee and said, "Hey, that looks like a brand new subway entrance." You know How what happens? You send Demaselli and Kunzman to get a cup of coffee. They come back with four or five stories. That's usually the case. So Gilly, you know what I'm talking about. So but- my point is, it doesn't actually go into the building. Yeah. Uh, to, to get into the building, you have to actually hit the street and walk around. All right, we got to get out though, because Danielle, you've been a great sport. Give me something. What are you working on now? What do you want to plug? You're on the air. What do I want to plug? Uh, let's see. I don't know. Just uh, yeah, check out check out my author page. I'm writing interesting things. I'm writing uh, working on an interesting Uber story as we speak. So Ooh. check that out. That so is it like an Uber Uber, Uber story? An an Uber Uber story. That's yeah. a little German yeah. for you. All right. So it's nypost.com. Danielle is the she's the transit reporter at the at the at the New York Post. Is that correct, Danielle? 
Yep. Yeah, so, I cover the MTA, the CLC, good. all every acronym you can think of. I gotta say, you've made a lot. You've made a lot with your career. I'm very impressed. You came from the Brooklyn paper. You're making it. You're making it. Thank you. Can you throw your hat up in the air like Mary Tyler Moore does? <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing a hat? I should, and then I can. I should make a statue of myself. All right, we got. We got to get out though. Anyway, All right, Danielle, thanks and, for joining us. Danielle Fafar, nypost.com. Gonna let her go. Lauren, stick with us for a second. All right, Lauren, what you heard it? She's not on the air anymore. You heard everything. Give us your give us your assessment. This is a former colleague. You don't have to take her down, but you got to give me something. Um, I mean, I just think that the people she spoke to were misinformed about where the elevator was going. Totally, I think they totally, totally thought it was going into the building. No question in my mind. All right, yeah. Gil, great job. Thank You're a great you. young reporter. And do, and stay stay in school. That's a tip. Stay in school. Will stay do. in school. How long did it take you to get that story, Gary? Yeah, how long? Uh, how I long did you work on that one? There were a few delays, but yeah, there were some delays. Eventually. They sent Demaselli out there to get a cup of coffee. He came back three weeks ago with that story. All right, Gilly, you got to get out. <laughs> right. Thank you. Can you do me a favor and send in Allegra Hobbs? We're going to talk about She's her. She's coming story. right in. Yeah, but give me the morning paper sound effect because we got to get I her. I love out. that. Why is it not? I read the morning paper. Jimmy and the Revolvers again. You know what I could use right now, Gersh? What? A gump. A gump? What's you, a gump? You know what a gump is? No. In hobo talk? No. That's a chicken. Oh, yeah, I could use some chicken. It's a little gump. Anyway, here comes Allegra Hobbs. Allegra, it is great to see you oh, again. Slamming the door. You got it. Live on Brooklyn Paper Radio, Allegra Hobbs. Now, Allegra worked on a story this week, and I got to tell you, it's confusing, <laughs> but it's important. So we're gonna I'm going to do something I don't usually do on Brooklyn Paper Radio. All right. I'm going to say, Allegra, tell us what that story was about. <laughs> Just start from the start. All right. Go. Okay. So there's this new development going in uh, Williamsburg, 25 Kent. Who is banging on, on the tables? That's my first question. Was that me? Okay. Just it may have been me. Okay. Sorry. Allegra, we're a radio show. Yeah, this okay? is a, This sorry. is not silent film. Sorry. Tell us the story. All right. So this developer is applying, well, they're simultaneously creating a special permit through a zoning text amendment with the Department of City Planning and applying for this permit that would allow them You got that sound effect of me snoring? Yeah, you got to help us, Allegra. <laughs> Come on. All right. Cut to the chase. Okay. So Williamsburg Waterfront, Listen. the most desirable part right, of town. All right, So right now, this waterfront is overrun with hotels and nightlife, even though it is a part of the city specifically set aside under the current zoning for industrial businesses. Problem, so, right? So no, wait a second. Stop, 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 wait a stop, second. stop, stop. If it's set aside for industrial businesses, why are there hotels there? Because for some reason, under the city's current zoning text, developers can build hotels and nightlife as of right. They don't need to do a zoning change. They can they can do in, they can build hotels. In an industrial now business this, zone. So this is like a yeah. loophole? Is that a loophole? Or yeah. is that just And they can build storage units as well. And wait, hold on, hold on. Problem. That doesn't sound like a loophole. That sounds like it's part of the zone. Okay, fair enough, right? Okay. It's part okay. of the zoning that's and that's just the way it is. Okay. So right now under the current zoning they can build these things that are these are the most profitable things they can build so obviously that's what developers are going to do right yeah that's this why is you have that's, the, whoa, 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 hold on, that's hold on. the invisible hand that's well, why you have the white hotel yeah i know but they're not it's not the most um, l- um lucrative, lucrative thing they can build it's the most lucrative thing they can build under the zoning fair enough okay keep okay. going so as this let's just first of all the community has been trying to get this thing fixed for like a decade, they've been pushing the Wait, city. What are they trying to fix? I don't. The understand. zoning text amendment. They want. They want the city oh, to make please, it difficult. Oh, please, Allegra. <laughs> Let's keep it simple. All right. The community wants to change the zoning from industrial business zone to what? They want to make it actually industrial. They don't uh, want developers to be okay. able to build these hotels and nightlife. Good. So they good. want so to remove hotels yes. from the zone. They want to remove hotels. Yes, exactly. Okay, great. So, so now finally, what's happening? 
Last November, I was at this press conference. De Blasio says he's going to do it. De Blasio, he's who's that? Mayor Bill De Blasio. Okay. <laughs> there he, he said I mean, he's actually going to do it. We're tough, but yeah, we're fair. You know like what? All right. Uh, go, go. That. He said he's actually going to do it. He's okay. going to make it difficult for developers to build hotels and storage units and nightlife along the waterfront. Good. Just like the communities asked for. Fantastic, Good. right? Mm-hmm. Except suddenly the city is saying, oh, wait, we have to do a study first. We Before we can even go through the ULERP to make this thing happen and take hotels off the table like y'all want, we no. are going to make we're going to do a study that's going to take over a year before we can even start the process. All right, so just stop stop for one second. All right. Those studies and we've we've covered them a lot. They seem to be typical of this kind of situation. Sure. In other words, before you enter the uniform land use review procedure, which right. you called ULERP, you do do it, you do a study. Sorry, no acronyms. You yeah, do a study right. and then you shove it through the 8-month planning process. So uh-huh. the, you're talking about 2 years before we see any change. Yeah. In that amount of time, people are going to build Hell mel, pell mel, right? Exactly. So is that a, is that a brand of cigarettes? <laughs> so what's going to happen on All the right. waterfront? All right. So at the same time, the city has partnered with these developers who wants to build a giant office complex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in an industrial zone, and their pitch is so they're applying for a, a new change of the zoning text that's going to let them build a huge office building as long as they cut aside a sliver of it for manufacturing use, right? Okay. You mean like a zone within the zone? Sure. Okay, go. The, okay, so the deal is they have to set aside a small part of it for manufacturing use, but in exchange for that, the developer gets more floor space for office, sure. which is which makes it more profitable because under the current zoning, if they were going to build an office space, they'd have to set aside like half of it for a medical office, which is not profitable at all. So no developers under the current zoning is going to go for that. They're going to build the hotel, right? Sure, so sure. So it's almost sure. as if so this the city is is kind of trying to bargain with developers, but they don't have a lot of leverage. That's the problem because the developer could always still build a hotel. Right. So they're trying to pitch this. I've been at these community board meetings and the developer and the city reps are pitching it to the community as if I mean their pitch is literally, well it's better than hotels, right? So what No, I know. It's it's figuratively it's better than hotels. Sure. Thank you. But with this expert that I interviewed, Well, they literally Pratt, say it's better than hotels. That's what but that's their <laughs> that pitch. Like that's their best pitch. Yeah, it's like this is well, you know, you're not it's only 17% of this giant sprawling office building, which, you know, maybe that's not all bad. Offices are a good thing. We and you'll have a lot of people who, you know, don't are like low in office space in Manhattan and we have people moving into Brooklyn, but this is a manufacturing you know, this is an industrial business zone. Yeah, I know. We got to we got to slow this down. I don't know from your description All what right. the community, the quote unquote community board wants. I don't know really what the city wants because it sounds like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah. And I don't know what this developer wants. Well, which where is this site? It's within the industrial business zone, the existing IBZ. Yes. yes. Okay. In and they want a, a different zoning on that lot within the IBZ. Am yes, I right? That's okay. Right. Fourteen blocks. Yep. Okay. Fine. Fourteen blocks. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. How big is and the industrial business zone? A, they're doing good without a study. You know, it's it's large. I mean, I don't off the top of my head, I don't recall. Wait, they want a zoning change on 14 blocks, uh-huh. and they're going to develop all 14 blocks? Uh, I mean, well, it, it will be open to... The, the idea is just to apply the zoning change yeah. to a relatively we're, small... We're taking your calls at 718-260-4502. Oh, so the phone lines are open. Because i got to tell you, Allegra, yeah. if what you're describing uh-huh. sounds like they want to change the zoning, which has some flaws, yep. and radically alter it, Without a study. Without a study. While the community wants this other change, and they're saying, oh, we got to do this yeah. really extensive study before we can take it. So, what do you think? You think de Blasio is, I should call him, build a hypocrisy? 
Well, hmm. listen, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I'm just saying it seems a little dubious. I mean, it seems strange that the community has been pushing for this one change for a very long time that would really restore manufacturing mm-hmm. to the industrial zone. And they're saying that they have to delay it while, on the other hand, you know, they're going to kind of use this 14 block radius as a guinea pig for this new office district or, you know, whatever uh, it's going to end up being. I got, I got two things here. First yeah. of all, it is very interesting when the city decides to, to, to have a study yeah. and when it does. And I know every time a, uh, a community board comes in and says, hey, we want to remove these garbage pails from this block, mm-hmm. these city mm-hmm. public garbage pails, because we think that it'll make the place cleaner. They never do a study. They yeah. just remove the garbage pails. Yeah. But, but if they tell them, hey, we want to add some garbage pails, they're like, well, we got to do a study. Or, or if they want to do a bike lane on Prospect Park West, they call it a uh, temporary or a what do they call it an interim or use. No, or whatever? no, no. It was a not a pet project. A uh, pilot project. Pi- pilot program. Yeah. It's a yeah. pilot. It's a pilot program. Yeah, it and seems a little arbitrary. Yes. Well, uh, is it? Maybe but is it is. it arbitrary? Maybe I. You know. Good question to ask. Yeah. I did, mean, did you ask it? I mean, I talked to the Department of City Planning. Their rationale is this: you know, the change that would take hotels off the table or make it hard for developers to build hotels would be applied to a much larger area. Therefore, we have to do the study, you know. Okay. Um, oh. That's their argument. Their argument is um, we were going to test this out, out this one thing on this smaller radius and hopefully it'll create some manufacturing space and create more jobs. That was my, my second question, though, was yeah. this, the manufacturing. Is there a market for manufacturing in Williamsburg? I mean, we're trying yeah. to save these zones, yeah. but are people actually moving manufacturing? Are businesses that are actually manufacturing something moving in? Why are we trying to save these zones if no one wants to manufacture anything in Brooklyn? Well, that's a good question. But I, I mean, I think that there are, I mean, the question is how much of this space do we need, right? There definitely are manufacturers who need affordable space. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there was uh, there was a manufacturer, I believe he had a, it was a metal, like a scrap metal, mm-hmm. scrap, you know, metal working business at this meeting. And he was, he was kind of grilling these developers on whether he would be able to afford the space. And, and, and they said that they would be willing to work with the community and yeah, offer so, space. So we know there's at least one. We know there's, yeah, there's one man. No, 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 no. I think the issue, <laughs> Allegra, I think there are plenty of manufacturers. Yeah. But the oh, developer, you know? no, no, hold on. Who do you know? But the, the landowners can make more money with a hotel or a nightlife. Yeah, and well, here's the other problem. Uh-oh. Is that even, so they put, even if the community says yes, and uh, or the city council says yes, and they go through the ULERP and they implement this small-scale 14-block zoning change that, gives developers the option of building giant hotel buildings with 17% manufacturing, the developer can still choose to build hotels as of right. This is not taking hotels off the table. Like The developer will have to decide for themselves if they even want to apply for this permit. This is just the city trying to haggle with them and give them an option for something else to build that could be profitable and could also benefit the community. But at the end of the day, the developer is going to decide whether he wants to build a hotel or build the office space. i got to break in for a second. Kirsch, sure. this is one of the situations I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, now, go you ahead. See here, I've got a king of diamonds up here, and yeah. I've got a king of hearts here, and i got an open space. Now, mm-hmm. what do you do? What's your move? See, I would put the king of diamonds into the open space. You already have a black king that's no, open. No, because the rule is you move over so that you can turn over and Oh, yeah, card. certainly. So I you would have, again, made a mistake. I would have made a mistake. And I would win. Just so you know, first time on radio ever, a solitaire mm-hmm. game being narrated by a solitaire game player. For, yeah, All right, we got to get out. Allegra, we got to get out. Listen. All right. This was a very difficult story for you to write. Am I right? It, it was, was complicated. It was complicated. I got to say, I think it's great that you're at 
the Brooklyn paper. I would never leave the Brooklyn paper if I were you. You've got a great future here because you're learning from no. the best. Yes, so Allegra's awesome, and there's no doubt about that. I got one more. Wait, I had another question. No, no, I'm just saying. Oh, question? I I'm just saying, Allegra, question. do me a favor. Yeah. Stay, stay at Brooklyn paper because you're doing great work. Uh -oh. No, she's... She's fantastic, but now you may Good. forget my question. That's all right. We got to get out. Allegra Hobbs, thank you very much. The morning paper song there, Jimmy. Thank Allegra you. Hobbs, thank you for coming. Oh, I wanted thank to know what the vote was. Thank you, Allegra Hobbs. She's done it again. She. I got to say, I hope she stays at the Brooklyn paper for no. a year or two more because she is fantastic, a great young reporter. No, all right. listen, they come here and they learn. And they, they and to take on a story like that, that wasn't something that was like spoon fed to her. No way. You just gotta figure that out and then come back and then have conversations with the editors. Ruth Brown, who's on vacation today, worked exclusively with her on that story for a very long time. It was not easy to put it together. It wasn't easy to even come up with the angle. Yeah, but Vince came up with the and I hate to say it, he's right. sitting right next to me, a handsome man, yeah. and now I'm gonna give him a little pat on the back. No, what's that? You came up with the toughest question, which was simply, is there a demand? for manufacturing space in Williamsburg. Yeah, that's what I do. I think there is, but I think that the developers well, and the landowners and can make no, more money with hotels. You could also play devil's advocate and say, all right, well, maybe the demand isn't there right now, but that doesn't mean you're just going to get rid of the golden goose that could years from now be, be uh, you know, it, it, could, it could come back. Manufacturing could come back, and you're going to be able to need to have that space. But the question is, do you just allow it? to sit vacant or not make money for the people that are there now, or do you allow the market to make those decisions? Well, I always let the market, because the bottom line is you don't want a bone orchard. We got to do, we don't. We got to do a commercial. Yeah, let's, I need let's my pay other some doctor. bills. I need my other Dr. Lichter. I only got this one. I'm going to pay a bill. Do that, but while you're doing it, look for the other Dr. Lichter, because it's over there and I need it. All right, well, anyway, listen, Vinny, has low back pain kept you on the sidelines of life and out of the game? Out of the, the game. The good news is the Brooklyn Spine Center has non-surgical spinal decompression that can get you back in the game. We got to get back in the game. Right now, the game I'm playing is solitaire, and I tell you, it's not easy on the back. Dr. Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center has something called a DRX 9000. It's a spinal decompression device that applies a distraction force that allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc and revitalize it. You want to know more? You just call her. 718 234-6207. You'll schedule an initial... I always get that wrong. You schedule an initial consultation with Dr. Melinda Keller to determine if you're a candidate for the DRX 9000. If you're not, she's got other treatments. That number again, 718-234-6207. And of course, you can visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com. They're located at 5911 16th Avenue in Brooklyn. Yes. Listen, when was the last time... You saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable. Never. <laughs> well, if your answer is never, or it's been too long to remember, or anything like that, it's time to see Dr. Joseph Lichter. Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art dentistry is offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost anyone can afford to get the smile that they deserve. And right now, his prices are even more affordable because listeners of Brooklyn Paper Radio, that's you, I'm talking to you, what can about, get... What about co-hosts? The, sure, guess, yeah. Uh, you, well, you're listening. Technically, you're listening as you talk. Can get special low prices for some of Dr. Lichter's most popular procedures. For example, Invisalign. You've heard me say it before. It's the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces, which usually cost $5,000 or more. At Dr. Joseph Lichter DDS, you will save more than $1,000. So it goes from 5000 to less than 4000 yeah, you're going to save more than 1000 If you that's can do math. the math, that's the common core math. That's math. You're, you're doing it. Porcelain veneers, which can go for $1,000 or more at Dr. Joseph Lichter, you'll pay just $675. And get the bright smile you've always dreamed of. For a limited time, Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom T3 
teeth whitening procedure for only three hundred and ninety-five thousand. They're very excited about. It. They've had, they got two exclamation points. On wow. It. Well, yeah. I'm excited. I would have gone three. Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that will make you smile. That's 718-339-7878. As you know, he's online and he's located at 1420 Avenue P. That's for periodontal. Between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. You can visit him online at josephlichterdds.com. Wow. I wish I, but when you have good teeth... You want to sink them right into a juicy steak. Am I right, Vince? Oh, man. Well, you got to go to Atlas Steakhouse. It's a cut above the rest. You select your premium cut aged on site for optimal texture and taste. Enjoy delicious wines, expertly mixed cocktails, and signature appetizers while Atlas Steakhouse crafts your choice cut into a custom culinary masterpiece. Mm, Culinary. How do you like it? You like a medium rare? Medium rare always. I like a medium rare. Complete your dining experience with an exquisite signature dessert, and you will understand. At Atlas Steakhouse, mm-hmm. you dine a cut above the rest. Every time. Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue in Kensington. Find us online, atlassteak.com. we got to do a remote from Atlas Steakhouse. We've paid the bills, and we got a couple more minutes left, and I want to reach out to a legend. Jimmy, I'm going to call out. You ready? This is, oh, this is the big call. This is the big call. You ready? Wait, do you have to dial? Are you going to dial like Ouch. a, is this like long distance? Yes, it is. I'm calling out. Technically, it's not long distance. It's like the you don't even know who's coming on, Vince. I know who's coming you on. You do? I can. I can figure it out. I don't know if I can rebound handwriting. This is Steven. Leave a message. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I got a message for him. Please record your message. I got a message, right? When you finished recording, you so may embarrassing. Have or press one for more options. Hey, Steven. Just go in there and do what you got to do. Okay? Just do what you got to do. Okay? That was Stephen Brown, folks. Stephen Brown on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Former Brooklyn Paper reporter, now at the New York Daily News. Well, it's How too bad that? we didn't get him. Did that sound good? It sounded good. You think, do, you think he knows, do you think he's going to do it? I don't know. So listen, we got a couple of minutes left. I want to just take it down a notch. Oh, okay. What are we doing? Vince, a couple of things I haven't discussed today I want to throw at you. First did, I tell all, you did I tell you my son is very nervous about this whole Donald Trump thing? What's, what's making him nervous? He's nervous. He's worried that Donald Trump is going to be president. He's nine years old, and he's fearing for his life. Well, what, what are your son's issues? He's got lots of issues with Donald Trump. He's very upset that, that Trump apparently is not his real name. He learned this somewhere. I don't know where he got this from. Uh, his great-grandfather changed the name from Drumpf to Trump. What's wrong with that? I don't not, know. not I an don't, issue. I, I thought maybe your, your son was like nervous about Donald Trump's penis. No, no. He's, no, he's heard about that, and, and he was like, Dad, what does that have to do yeah, with governing? Because there's no problem. He said, I guarantee you, no problem. I said, it's got nothing to do with governing, but it's got a lot to do with, with uh, editing. You know what I think about... I think about your son. Oh, that means your son is like one of those good government guys. Like he really believes. He really well, believes in. No, good government. he's very. What's the word? He's at an age right now where he believes everyone is great and, yeah. and people are. He's very interested in the military and and keeping people safe. Your son is like me with RFK when I was a kid. Like RFK, he was the dream, you know. How and old it were you in RFK? What were you like? Well, two. I was old enough to really dream that RFK was the real deal. Mm-hmm. Or, or or what about Mo Udall? Remember Mo Udall? I do not. All right. Anyway, the point is, we build him up and they tear themselves down. Sometimes. That's what the kids and the kids, Jimmy. The kids got to learn that. He's got to learn that. So he's got to learn. Anyway, I wanted to take it down a notch and say, Vince, you're a handsome man. I didn't yeah. get a chance to say that often enough. No, you don't. And I got to say, what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do after the show? Tonight? Well, I'm certainly going to play some solitaire. Yeah. I can't stop. I can't stop you playing. You cannot stop playing with yourself. Well, I am going to go play with my pals down at the Lakeside Center. We're going to play a little hockey tonight. A little warm for hockey. 
but I'm going to do a couple more sessions before they turn that ice into some water for the summer kids. Anyway, I wish we could have got Brown on the show. It would have been nice to talk I to know. him. I want to thank our sponsors, Atlas Steakhouse, of course, Brooklyn Spine Center, getting me back in the game. Get in the game. And, of course, Dr. Joseph Lichter, the first and only time you will visit an affordable dentist. Of course, I want to thank Lauren Gill and Allegra Hobbs, two Gilly. great Brooklyn paper reporters. And I got to say, I hope Allegra Hobbs never leaves the Brooklyn she, paper. No, she's a great. She's reporter. doing some great work. And of course, I want to thank our uh, remote uh, with Adonis Williams, who's got a new movie out about bodegas. And I got to tell you, I am matching all grants. So go to his website at Facebook. Uh, what was it? CivicMindsFilm.com. And I want to thank, of course. Danielle Fafaro, former Brooklyn paper reporter, now she the was transit great. reporter at the New York Post. Read her every day. Well, they're very busy over there. It's tough to get time in the middle of the day to come on a radio show, and she did it. It's so we funny. Really everybody it. you've worked with, Vince, has gone on to bigger and better. What has happened to the two of us? <laughs> I don't know. We're sitting here doing Brooklyn paper radio in the Brooklyn paper building in America's downtown. Live from Brooklyn downtown. That's right. Jimmy, we got to get out. Let's play us out. I'll Wait, see you next week. Before we do that, I'm, I'm going to hit this button. You ready? You listening? All right, Vinny, one again in solitaire. First time ever on radio. Jimmy and Johnny, get us out of here. I want to thank... six moves. I want to thank Vince DiMaselli, my co-host. Of course, I'm Gersh Kutzman, editor emeritus of the Brooklyn paper. We'll see you at MCU. <laughs> Is it baseball season already? Almost. See you next week. <laughs>